the activists, the civil rights, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide, impoverish, and destroy us cannot stand if we do it. Do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. If you hear me, could you feel me, could you free me? Wonder if I made a difference or made a difference. Hope that we are the difference. We ain't got no clue to decide. I would never call you trife. You my brother, though they knife and fork out meals, then cop the silly feels. Yep, it's slimy, kinda grimy, miscalculated the timing. But you can't plagiarize something in the skies and think we have no eyes to see. Something real as we, this is seriously who we be. See, this here is true indeed, the real deal, thoroughbred, like collard greens and cornbread. Can't recite what's never said, purpose keeps us fed. Real man, this is grand A, hope fed. But still, you are my brother, above you there's no other, blood or something other, more like what the blood covers. Man, no matter what they say, we good all this way. This positivity in the making of brothers break through. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's up, people? It's Thursday, so you know what that means. It's Brother Empowerment Day. So if this is your first time watching, Brother Empowerment is a show to help brothers and their families to break through without breaking. So this is not one of those bashing shows, but this is an opportunity to have an engaging conversation. And hopefully something that we say will help change either your life or somebody you know's life that you can pass that on to. So before we get into our guest, bro, how was your week? Man, my week has actually been pretty spectacular, man, for real. So spectacular. Of, yeah, like I like this, that. This this weekend's been spectacular, man, for real. So really just been really just been doing just been chilling, man, and saving money. That's a spe- that's one of the most spectacular parts about it. I've been saving a whole bunch of money. How much money you save? I don't know. Okay. Because I haven't been eating out that much, <laughs> but I know I've been saving money. I was gonna ask you for a loan. So did you say whatever it was? <laughs> I've been saving money. So that is actually amazing. Yeah, I've really just been having a good time and been catching up on my shows, spending time with you and other folks in the family, man. So it's really just been chill. It's been warm. Oh yeah. Even though it's been pollen, I don't even care. It's warm. If anybody anybody who knows me knows I am a summer warm weather person, baby, whatever. All of it. You've been half naked in these streets too. <laughs> I've been taking, I've been taking pictures. It's half like, naked. <laughs> out here acting like you ain't got no home training. It's, it's more like quarter naked because just my arms and some maybe you know shorts and stuff. But Thought yeah, trapping. <laughs> but hey, it's for the organization though. Uh-uh, we will not be pimped. Maybe a little bit. I, I'm. We will not be pimped. I'm the one. No, you will not use us. You pimping us is for your fighting abilities. I thought it was all the way around. I mean, we are, but you ain't supposed to say it. I'm supposed to say it to you. Oh, okay. You supposed to use us? We supposed to use you. I'm empowered. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> no, but week has been really spectacular, bro. Saying all that to say, how about you, man? Man, um, I actually have been really, 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 really struggling with a lot of depression mm-hmm. and had a few deaths in the family. Yeah. And one of them was my favorite aunt that kind of 
it threw me off. And then we were dealing with some things with, you know, having to restructure and deal with some things with love is a parable. And I just wasn't in a good headspace. And so something happened on Tuesday before um, the verdict was in. Tuesday, I started to feel my feel more like myself. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was kind of like a perfect day. Um, we received a mini grant from the town of Holly Springs. Yep. Yep. Um, really supporting us and saying that we're doing a good job and they voted on just giving us something and that came at the right time. You and I, even though we saw each other Sunday, usually we have more mm-hmm. male bonding brother time. We really didn't have that until yesterday when we scheduled our haircuts yes. back to back. We didn't even know it. And then we ended up going live. Yeah. And that was an amazing time. So bonding yesterday and then mm-hmm. having the conversations with a lot of the people, um, it really helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, so I'm in a... A, a, a great mood, a better mood. Um, my wife is out of town, so I'm kind of sad about that. Mm-hmm. But today is actually pretty dope because of the people that I have on. Like, I've really been waiting for this show. Like, I told you this, like, probably yeah. back in, like, February. I'm like, ooh, April 22nd, it's coming down. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we got to get through a whole month. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to talk about them just yet because I'm going to let them introduce um, them. So... Let's get into it. Um, we're gonna start with ladies first. Tequila, tell the people who you are, who you be. Mm-hmm. Well, am I? Um, hi, everybody. I am Tequila Moore. Um, I reside in Augusta, Georgia. I work for the VA Medical Center. I've been there about 16 years now. Um, and what I do there is we do nuclear medicine and PET scans. So we look for cancer, infections, and things like that. Um, also, I am owner-operator of Sweet Spot Tequila here as well. Um, we do weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, baby showers, everything. All things candy. Anything that can be dipped, we dip it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put my hand up on my hip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go on and tell the people who you are, who you be, who you is. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Quentin White uh, from Augusta, Georgia, uh, Georgetown raised. Um, <laughs> I'm a college recruiter, high school coordinator by day. I'm also owner of White's Lawn Care. That's a, have been going on since about 2007. Um, co-owner of Hemp for Healing. Um, that's a CBD company that me and my business partner have. I'm also an entertainment guy uh follow me on mr q white on all social medias i uh, i do parties uh shows uh all kind of entertainment as well so that's a little bit about me i ain't gonna talk too much I, i'm just a little simple guy from augusta georgia so is this what we're doing yeah. now, i gave him a, now didn't i talk to both of y'all and i told y'all what not to do and he come over here and do it anyway yeah. <laughs> He wanted you to do it. He wanted me to do it. Okay. Yeah, I want you to do it. So let me tell you this, guys. This is special because these not only are from my hometown, this is family. Mm-hmm. Tequila, what she didn't mention is she can sing a little bit because her and I used to sing together in the group. Um, 
What? What? Uh uh. She and I get to sing together in creative impressions. Uh uh, look at her messing up, just messing up. Something going on. Yeah, your internet got you in slideshow mode. Yep. (laughs) So we we used to sing together. Yeah, your internet is messing up. There, you back now. You good. We are realizing. She got everything going on. We got everything. But she's she and I used to sing together. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know we were related. Mm. Her grandma, her grandmother married my uncle. Not only did her grandmother marry my uncle, but her father is my second cousin mm-hmm. on my mom's side. So it was dope to find all of that out later. I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. We related, and Quentin's granddaddy is my goddaddy. He is mm-hmm. like the dopest man that. And let me tell you, I knew him so long, I used to think that J.B. White was named after him. Because there used to be a small <laughs> I mean, I mean, you used to say that all the time, too. I was like, he's rich because he owned J.B. White. He owned no J.B. White. happened to be his name. But you can tell me nothing about my guy, daddy, because he always had green grass when everybody else's grass was brown. Mm. The sun never burned on there. He was always cool. And so Quentin, I've known since he... Before he came, he a itty bitty baby. Mm. And what I like about both Quentin and Tequila, they actually are the like socialites of Augusta. Mm. They created that before it was popular. Like everybody was talking about Paris Hilton and all of that stuff. They created it. Like Tequila is also a model. Mm-hmm. When she puts stuff on, um, people go crazy about it. So, and she don't just bake her stuff look good. You know how Nasira cakes are. Mm-hmm. She's the same way. Wow, okay. And Quentin, everything he touched, they, like, these two have the Midas touch, mm-hmm. and people like cleaning them, and I'm just blessed enough to know them mm-hmm. and, you know, and have them as family, but these guys are really some dope people. Yeah. So look, Mama talking about hey. <laughs> Montel Tequila, hey, too. Look, she's going to come down and somebody, is that Darlene's daughter? Yeah, that's Darlene's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead and let's see who we got on, bro. All right. Hey, just gonna say that now. If I miss you guys, please show us a comment in the uh in the comment section so we can shout you out. So here we go. So of course we got Mama Garnett is on. Hey Mama Garnett. So we got Chanel is on. Hey Chanel. So you don't know order. We just gonna go. I'm going, I'm going to the comments. That's what I see here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not these comments that you see here. No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was go 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 that way. <laughs> go that way. It's just it's no problem. <laughs> hey, we got Lenora's on. Hey, Lenora. He, he don't even care. Hey. <laughs> so we got Dion is on. Hey, Dion. Hey, Dion. We got Michael's on. What's up, Michael? Man, let's see who else we got. We got Ricky's on, aka the Beard. What's up, Ricky? Man, let's see. We got Rashia's on. Hey, boo. What's going on? Lord have mercy. <laughs> we got Kimberly Nikia's on. What's up, Kim? Hey, Kimberly. Uh, and we, I'll say we got. I saw Tara is on. What's up, Tara? Hey, sis. And then we got Tam is on. What's hey, up, Tam? Tam. And Sean is on YouTube land. We got Sean. He's on. We had someone who came in here acting crazy. So we had to get him blocked. Um, I don't know who that is. Yep. And um, I think that's it. Yep. So I'm going through making sure I ain't miss nobody. Because he didn't even care. He's just so disrespectful. <laughs> Aunt Chris on too. Hey, Aunt Chris. Hey. What Shay said. Shay said, come through with nuclear medicine department. I would not be able to save my patients without them. 
my cardio fusion scans. Oh, see, uh-uh. Hey, Tequila, <laughs> we may not work for the same entity, but thank you for what you do. See, when you start going into all that, that's just disrespectful. Cardio scans? What is that? Just leave it alone. Look, Rashida said she had, he has 12 businesses and he's a simple guy. <laughs> Look, here go mama talking about, hey, man. <laughs> It's about to go down. I'm so excited, man. I'm proud of you guys to have you on. But let's talk about a few statistics. Researchers have found that at least one in six men have experienced sexual abuse or assault, whether in childhood or as adult. One in three women, one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. The um, top fears, men top five fears, body image, money, height, other men, and being inexperienced. My group is coming in. The percent of men age 20 and over with obesity, 40.5%. We're going to do better. Men die 3.5 times more often than women. The peak age group for death is from suicide is actually 45 to 49. Rape of males, one in 71 men had been raped or suffered an attempt within their lifetime. Then men receive 63% longer sentences on average than women do. Women um, and women are twice as likely to avoid incarceration if convicted of the same crimes. So, what are y'all thoughts, lovely people? Ooh, that's that's uh, with, especially with the women and the men with the crime. That's that I have seen that a lot. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but I have seen that a lot. Um, the incarceration rates are so crazy. We could talk all day about that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk all day about that. Uh, especially for African-American men as well. Just just growing up with people and seeing different people that I know and friends and getting incarcerated. Um, man, I talk. We have a whole show about that, man, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's a subject that's that that's kind of dearly to me. Just just having a lot of people that I grew up with, a lot of friends and family members facing incarceration or even incarcerated as well. Yeah. Um, I gotta just say this. Um, Ricky said I'm sleeves for Cordell. Don't worry, Ricky, man. I don't wear tank tops all that often. I just had to put those out there as I was supporting the organization and a brother that I know. Um, shout out Epic Apparel. You know, he makes some fantastic stuff for real. He does. And it's all one of ones. He doesn't do any mass productions. Everything is a one of one. So if you don't catch it when it's on the website, you won't ever get it again. Okay. I love a one of one, one, man. And you can't yeah. be the one of one, man. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's nice with it, man, for real. Whatever. He just want to show everybody his arms. Don't worry. These arms are coming back. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep my man boobs and belly. I'm a straight CeeLo Green for y'all fools. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming in 2021 like it's 99. <laughs> she put the website for those who want to get oh, it. Yeah. So Tequila, um, what's your thoughts? The one about the um abuse. Uh-huh. Abuse is in many forms, too. It's not just physical abuse. A lot of relationships, people are verbally abusive. And I think that's one of the main things um, 
because verbal abuse is mental, you know, and, and that can weigh a person down so much more than getting beat on. Because, of course, if you're getting beat on, he verbally abusing you as well. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a big one. I know, I know people who've been through that. That's just something I ain't tolerating. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Well, I, I hope not. I, I hope you don't tolerate it because you know. You know who my dad I would say <laughs> our, family is, our family is huge and we are real city. So it's like a few things just not going to work mm -hmm. in certain <laughs> people's favor. <laughs> so let's get into it, um, which is always funny. Are we empowering brothers in their respective areas? If so, how is it going? We worldwide, baby. We good over this way. This is positivity in the making. Helping brothers to break through. Hey, hey, hey. We yeah, y'all. From what I heard, y'all empowering brothers in, in multiple different countries as well. Yeah, 86, 86 countries, baby. Yeah, we, I salute y'all for that, man. Yeah, you, you never, you never know where where one show can um, impact somebody's life. So I salute y'all yeah. guys for that as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, Look, don't give it to us now because it's about you, man, because what I love about you is that, your, first of all, your granddaddy was amazing, um, is amazing, not was, is amazing, um, but you also are doing the same thing in the school system. Mm, and you use your image to be positive because you could be out here wearing tank tops and fighting <laughs> in the streets, showing off your body, but you don't do that. <laughs> you want people to focus on their mind and their business acumen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have to empower our young brothers. Um, and, and the reason the reason why I say that because you have, I feel like I'm more relatable than some people. Um, mm -hmm. Some people get to certain levels. They, uh, I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. When certain people get to certain levels, they can't, um, they, they're not relatable to kids anymore. And mm -hmm. I, I can understand that too. And y'all probably can understand the same thing. Just, just imagine you being at high school, who's in high school or even middle school and somebody come talk to you. And they talking so high that you you're not even paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to get down to these kids level and get more relatable to them. And I feel like I'm still kind of relatable to them as of right now. I know I'm getting a little older and it, it'll wear down eventually. But as of right now, <laughs> I'm still feel a little relatable. So when I go into these schools and talk to these students, I feel like you know you have to get to their level somewhat, not all the way, but you have to get down to them somewhat. And and then they they, they come to me, they, they they come talk to me, even with the parents though. Because at this point, at the age I'm at now, uh, a lot of people I went to school with, kids are 17, 18, 19 years mm -hmm. old now. So, you know, their parents, oh, you want to go to school? Call Q. Um, I mean, you'd be surprised how many messages I get on Facebook a day from somebody's mother or auntie or grandmama. I need to get that boy to school. I need to get that girl to school. I'm sending them to you. Man, I love, I love, that's the part of my job I love. I love to get somebody, I love to see the process, somebody not knowing what they want to do. And get to the point where they didn't graduate. Um, I can give you an example. I had a guy that I know, and I wouldn't say his name, but he was incarcerated for a few years. And um, he came home. Um, and he told me when he first came, said, "Man, I'm gonna finish this school, man. Um, I promise you, I'm gonna finish, man. That man graduated, got a job, and he moved on, man. He's making a, over six figures. Um, that's, just, that's, just, that's just one of the many stories. You know what I mean? Like I say, it's going on seven years. May first to be my seventh year working in uh, education. Um, like I said, I started. As a mission assistant, I'm a recruiter and a high school coordinator as well. So um, I just love to be for the positive 
impact that I can have on on the youth and not even the youth, the non traditional student, the, the adult student as well. Yeah, that's that's really dope, man. Just because thinking about my my tenure through school, I think I had one black male teacher. I had a couple of, of black women, two of which are very very dear to me. But I only had one throughout my whole. I'm talking, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, even you know, even college. I had one black male teacher, and he was a science teacher, and so. I definitely salute you for that, um, Q Man, just because there needs to be more of us in the school system, more black people in general, but definitely black men in the school system because we might be the lowest demographic of teachers or people that are present in the school system. You'd be surprised. Yeah. So that's very necessary, man. Like you said, being relatable to young brothers, seeing them in the school system is that to me is relatable right there, just relatable in itself. To see them walking around, not as a student, but as someone who works there or who works with the school system, that's big, man. So, yeah. Yeah, Tequila's going to be um, right back, guys. She's going to switch her iPad. Mm -hmm. um, Shay said, well, to, to your point, the funny thing is um, I started out in higher ed as well, so I always love it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, it's dope that um, Q is in higher ed yeah. and also in admissions because I started out actually teaching first and then navigated to admissions, mm -hmm. but um, Tequila Dad was one of my students. Mm -hmm. And so it's just amazing when you're giving back to people that have given to you mm -hmm. and, if, and have helped. Yeah. So yeah, and people don't realize that representation matters in so many different areas and especially in admissions because a lot of people are going in there afraid, not knowing if they really have what it takes and mm -hmm. second guessing. Yep. So when you see a familiar face in that arena, that already is giving you a boost of confidence. Chanel said, what does in their perspective areas mean? We should just empower them in general. Mm -hmm. And I actually agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing is wrong with that. What about this? Sex addic addiction as a defense for mass murder. And they're talking in regards to the violence against mm -hmm. the Asian um, Americans yep. switching scapegoats. What are y'all thoughts? I mean, say, I didn't really, I mean, when, when the, the person who was involved, I don't, I don't know the, the man's name, the guy that was the, the perpetrator now, or the, or the, you know, the guy who was killed those people, those Asian Americans, when he said that, I mean, I, I thought it was just, I thought it was really just hollow. I, I was just like, now, mind you, there could, he could be going through some stuff but even still no there's that's no reason or excuse to take the lives of other people you know if you got something like that going on there's plenty of people for you to see but to just to say i'm going through this so i ended this these people's lives and come on you know like that's just you know you don't have that authority to do that like you don't you don't have that authority you know so yeah that's what i think it's i think it's just I think it was just something to me, it was just really hollow and it was just really just exercising authority that you don't have, you know, you don't, you don't have any jurisdiction over someone's life. You, you, you definitely are a judgment executioner, you know? So yeah, I thought that was just, I didn't, I didn't read too much past that. I, I read the story, but it really just made me mad because there's too much of that. There's too much, there's too much of 
too many examples of people exercising authority about other people's lives they don't have or they shouldn't have. You don't get to decide who, who lives or dies. Yeah, Chanel was kind of coming back, um, echoing a little bit and saying, well, my answer is excuses are the tools um, used by the weak and the incompetent. Mm -hmm. um, I think my only thing that I wanted to address about that is I hated that people use that as 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 a reason for what the women were doing, their their, their choice of occupation mm -hmm. as an excusable death. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to the place where we feel like we can have an excusable death, what are we really fighting for? Especially when you see people um, of the black and brown community who will say, well, they were doing this, what they expect, that's a dangerous job. Well, we got a dangerous life. Right. So the last thing we gonna do is pass the blame because of an occupation. And then you cannot say that you advocate for women's rights, but then judge women based on the occupation that they choose. So I have a problem with that part where there's no such thing as a justifiable death based on occupation, based on skin color. I, I just, I don't agree with that. What you about to say, Tequila or um, Q? I agree. You're right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> But I, speaking on that, I feel like saying him saying sex addiction, sex sex addiction, was a defense for that. That's he could say that, but it's some, like you were saying, there's some more things that's built up behind that. Mm -hmm. um, that just don't. I mean, it possibly could be because you never battle so many different things within themselves. Everybody battles something every day, so you don't know exactly what he was battling. But I just feel like it's more to that. Um, and that's just my opinion. I don't know now. I, I, I worked in behavior, I mean, baby, behavior and mental health. I can't give yeah. an addiction as a reason to kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I just look past that part. Um, if anything, I see the superiority complex right. in that where you feel like somebody's mm -hmm. life is, um, where you can control somebody's life based on they're used to you, meaning if I can't have you, you know, nobody else can. No, that's something else that's going on there in addition to the addiction um, that we need to address. But still, I go back to the first thing is you have no right to kill somebody based on their occupation mm -hmm. or skin right. color. Right. No right. You got somebody showing y'all love. Um, is it, how you pronounce this, Emmy, Emmy Page? That's Uber. I am me. It's Uber. What's up, bro? <laughs> okay. Saying hello to you guys. Okay, you ready to go to the next one? Or you got something y'all want to say on this one before we go to the next topic? We can go to the next one. He said go to the next one. <laughs> Mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and financial health. Can you get an A-plus in all areas simultaneously? If so, how? Oh, mm. I mean... I don't, I don't like saying the word can't. So I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure that someone is doing it and ha and or has done it, and I need to get the blueprint because I'm you know I got a couple B's and maybe a C here and there. So I do think it's definitely possible. I mean, as far as how I think it's the how I think is definitely being connected to the right people and definitely just keeping your your temple clean, you know, and not just physically as far as what you eat and all that stuff, but 
really just what you what you take in and how you treat yourself every day. I definitely think it has to do with your network too, because I know I'm connected to some people. Devontae Raglan, Rashia, um, that really are whiz is my mother that are whizzes with the finances. I'm okay with the finances, but they are exceptional at it. So if I wasn't connected to them, I might have a D minus in finances because they definitely all, especially my mom, have put me on some game throughout my life. So I think it's really about just how you treat yourself and being connected to the right people. But to answer the question, I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> and a whole seven minutes later, we went back to the beginning. Wow. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Well, I definitely say you can because I don't believe in you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I say I'll let to say you can. <laughs> what y'all got, please? <laughs> I'm a, I'm with him. I do think it's possible. But like he said, it's, it's you got to be connected to the right people because mental health, physical health, spiritual, and financial—it's a lot to tie in together. And and you just have some people who just not gonna have each one of them all together. Mm-hmm. But like he said, if you got people on your team and they they helping you, they boosting you. You know, it's it's possible to reach that goal. Yeah, you, you definitely need some encouragement because yeah. The mental. (laughs) Well, Sean said, if you manage your time, money, and expectations properly, yes. (laughs) Rashid said, how? Working on those goals daily and being intentional about those goals. Tara said, there's bound to be pressure in areas if there is growth. The key is not dropping too low on the scale and having methods to pull back up. Mm -hmm. Joshua came on and said, she's right. The team is vital and critical. Yeah. Go ahead on. That's a Benedict alum oh, right okay. now. What's up, Josh? Doing big things. I think to add, you about to say something, Q? I'll let you go ahead, though. I think that one of the things that we miss a lot of times is that they all feed into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the healthier you are from a physicality standpoint, the better you can deal with certain stressors, the better that you can deal with those things. And I think that We have to get out of the linear um, perspective of looking at things Mm -hmm. and realize it's all about balance and it's all about the fluidity of humanity. Some days finances aren't a concern for you, like on that Friday when you just got paid, but on Monday you like stressing about it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people confuse wage and income and financial literacy. Because sometimes there is a such thing where people just don't have the means um, to make ends meet. And no matter how much financial literacy they have, the cost of just being alive is high. Yes. And um, now what I do agree is I think that that's where your network comes in. When you have a network, you can talk to people in areas that you're struggling. And when you talk to people about areas that you're struggling, sometimes they help leverage opportunities that you didn't even know about like how we do when we go to lunch somebody is going to pay the bill for everybody and that saved somebody you don't know if the person we eating with needed that last twenty dollars and now that we got them a meal they can eat another day to get by Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't even know if um something that you may know may help or you may give access to change something 
So it may be a financial thing that is affecting you mentally because of the stressors with it. But also, if you don't have the maturity or the mental capacity to reach out to ask for help, you can't change your financial situation. He just dropped some names of people that actually have financial literacy components. Mm -hmm. Reach out to them if you are struggling physically. Me, I'm the same way. I've been fat my whole life. It's hard for me to lose weight, not because I can't. It's because I've never seen a thin me. And I'm so glad these people are here because they'll tell you, I've been this way my whole life. I didn't think I was fine. I knew I was fine my whole entire life. So there is no incentive for losing weight for me because this is this right here is prime real estate. But having a network to leverage those things can happen where you don't feel like you have to do it yourself. And that's the part I think that we miss because you can get all the information and it can be overwhelming trying to find that balance when your network is that balance for you. Absolutely. Um, let me see. Oh, Joshua said, what's up, leaders? Um, he said, um, Kimberly Woods McGee, what's going on? Hey, she Kim. said, I think you have to have a great village of people who can help you achieve those areas of life. Preach deliverance and freedom. <laughs> Patrice said, correct. I don't know what she said. <laughs> correct, too. And then it said, and it's your responsibility to make good on that investment in you, mm. no matter how small or great. I try to stay grateful and ask for help. Mama said, exactly. I don't know what's wrong with that one. Um, Elijah said, peace, peace. What's going on, brother? What's up, E, man? It was on you, Q. What you got? And back to what y'all were saying, I feel like all of them bounce off each other thing about it is you got to have your mental your mental health got to be good so your physical health also your spiritual health got to be as good as well and i feel like you have all those you would your financial health will be as good as well the thing about it is people may have maybe good in one area but then they're lacking in the other area also the thing about it is they may not have nobody to talk to to figure out what's going on um just think about it how many people that you know that's well off financially but super depressed mm-hmm. um and the richest people kill themselves mm-hmm. just think about all the rich celebrities that you kind of committed suicide and they got all this money um mm-hmm. i i used to could never understand it until i start studying people i study people a little bit and i watch people and i understand like just because you at this level um don't mean that you're happy. Um, and vice versa, the person that may not have a dollar in their pocket might be the happiest person in life. I know people like that. Yeah, might not have a dollar in their pocket, but they'd be super happy. And that's so happy. Uh, yeah. Super happy. Yeah. I'd be like, man, yeah. that's, that's what's up. Like, I feed off their energy like, man, look, I have nothing to complain about. Um, so I feel like they all balance off each other, but sometimes it's it just, it, I don't, and I know I might be, I might be wrong for what y'all said, because everybody's saying it's possible. But sometimes it's possible, but it's just it's just hard. I haven't I haven't met anybody that balanced all of them at one time. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I haven't met anybody that balanced all of them at one time. Um, I know somebody out there, but I just haven't. And like I say, everybody's it's a daily work. You know, everybody's working in progress to get there. But it's all about how you just balance all of. Um, you may like you say you may have an A here, you may have a B here, you may have a C minus here. Some much you may have a D minus in health. Or mental, it just kind of just depends on how you balance them. But it's all about not letting them all fall below the waistline. 
Yeah. yeah, and I think to that point, I think that we confuse what one is because one can be individual, one can be, um, but one can also be plural. Mm -hmm. And sometimes getting A's is being connected. Mm -hmm. um, we have to dismantle that solo success mentality and realize that I may be winning through my connection. Because yep. um, like, for instance, I, the reason why we started Love and Fitness is not only because Keon was trying to kill me and Cordell, and he likes dying. I don't even like to sweat, but I can't put something out there and not be some level and have some level of accountability. Yeah. You know, it will take him, you know, putting on his tank top and be like, hold on, I want to have my arm um, meet out and it look have definition. It will take those things, and that's how you get to that physical place and wanting to eat better and wanting to exercise. And that's the same thing. Financial wealth happens with individuals. Like we always talk about the one at the top. Like it's a good example. People talk about Gail and um, Oprah. We don't know how Gail helped Oprah to get there, meaning just by the mental health capacity. Mm -hmm. We don't know because remember this, everybody was calling Oprah fat, ugly, saying she wasn't going to be nothing, she shouldn't be on the show, all of those things. And she was a black woman who was doing things. Do you honestly think not having Gail as a friend didn't help her get through that? It's probably what got her through it. I would have never done Brother Empowerment had it not been for him. So we're better, I'm better, but it's also because of the people that we're connected to. And I think we miss that part in that success. Um, Joshua said, does anyone journal? Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. Notate, absolutely. Actually, this is Love is a Parable where we believe in reflective thinking, yep. where we want people to constantly gather their thoughts and work through it. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, he praising what you were saying. The only way. Balance is the key. Mm -hmm. Come on, Auntie. <laughs> Auntie done came through and commented. Hey, Auntie. There's a weak link in all of us. You better come on, Auntie. Money can't buy you happiness. Money can buy you the things that bring happiness. Money can buy you freedom and time to do all the things that make you happy. Now, he's coming from an insurance and a financial background. Mm -hmm. That's Harold Lasseter. What's up, um, man? He's the husband of Lenore Lasseter of Lenore Poor's. Um, and they're building some great things down there in Fedville. One person's A-plus can be another person's C. Sometimes we have to step back and see our successes in a different light. Come on now. Oprah became... And on there behind us. Oh, and I will say something um, with Josh's earlier comment about the investment in you. Um, late, great Nipsey Hussle had a, a lyric in a song. The song's called Perfect Ten. But in the song, he said... I sacked every chip on myself. It's time to collect. And that 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 line sticks to me like a lot of other lines because he's literally talking about, he's saying, I, I put it all on me. You know, I, I, I invested in myself and now it's time to reap the rewards of that investment. And so what, what Joshua said in his earlier comment about it's about the investment in you is that's true. Having a great network is investing in yourself. You know, I talked to Jay about 89 million things every day if not every week and just like other people I network I talk to him about a great many things some of which I'm not very knowledgeable of or even if I am just to get another opinion and so 
the people in my network are a reflection of me and the work that I put in for myself. So I just, you know, I wanted to talk about that. But I think that was thought it was really dope. Yeah. Um, Kimberly Woods McGee said, without counsel, plans fail, but with any but with any advisors, they succeed. Proverbs mm, 15, 22. Yeah. Joshua came in. I don't know. He said that's it. I don't know who he on, but he on another level. He's feeling it. We got support over there. Uh, we getting through these topics. Hey, yo, we are, we got like Y'all, we normally only get to like 1.5. We getting through them. Because we got like 30 in the top. Yeah. Okay, look, let me go ahead and get this one out. Next one. Is there a line between being empathetic and supportive and being a mule for a cause? Ooh. Yeah. Definitely a line. Yeah. When heavy, heavy. And being that we're all being that we're black people, I do think that um, especially the ones in, in this room, I think that we do know about that. Just when the when the um stop Asian hate when that came out, and there were people that were people who had never even said anything about that were saying, Hey, you say stop Asian hate. And so the caveat to that was well, where's the you know, where are the the people that when, when black people were saying, you know, black lives matter and we were wanting to at least just be heard. Those same people were like, I ain't got nothing for, I don't have anything for you. But some of those same people were stop Asian hate. You know, we have to, you know, we have to help these people this and that. So it's like, wait a minute, you know, we can do most things at, a, at one time. So I can support that. But you're asking me to drop what I'm doing and go support something that, you know, you want me to support. So yeah, there definitely is a, there's a, I don't know if it's a thin line, but there's a line for sure. Um, Ricky said, don't get him started on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Elijah said that was one of his favorite scriptures. What you got um, on that tequila? Um, let, let Q go. Let Q go. <laughs> Ladies laugh when this one. Um, hmm. It, it it is definitely a line between it. Um, and like you say, some people are mute for a cause. Just some people just want to be want to say they're a part of something. Or some people look for uh validation to say they're a part of something. Um, and and don't really even know the. The background of it, um, they just jumping on the bandwagon for something and saying they supportive just just for likes. Mm -hmm. We have people that do that as well. Um, so, because you really, it, some people, a lot of people have uh, secret motives and for things that they support. You know what I mean? They may support something for for later on for their for their benefits of something. So, um, you. People weird, man. <laughs> it, it's just weird, man. Like, but like I say though, it it just it, it everybody's different, man. It, it just it just everybody support. Yeah, some people are truly genuine people. Some people are, you know, are supportive. Genuinely are supportive for things. But like I said, some people just jumping on bandwagons. And saying, "Yeah, I support this or I support that," and you really, you really not even educated on it. You're not even trying to educate yourself on it. 
or you you just trying to do it because somebody else said they're doing this or this. somebody else said it's important is i'm gonna support this because they're supporting this and i don't even know nothing just because i follow him i'm supporting i don't know nothing about it. you know what i mean yeah so it is it, is like i said people weird man <laughs> yeah joshua said yes but to serve is to inevitably accept some hurt and oh, some hurt pain keep loving through your own pain that's what it takes though balance but it's inevitable Thea came on all late hey Thea. talking about sorry but hey <laughs> <laughs> um and then she said this is a very this is very this is a very hard and interesting topic i'm just joining in um you got something tequila mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I think that what people realize that it is a thin line between um what we had this conversation about empathetic empathy and compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you don't have to walk in somebody's shoes to understand what they're dealing with. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, because I'm not black, I don't understand what they're dealing with. You you got a conscience. Mm -hmm. And we've been having this conversation a lot lately, and the conversation really has been around um, a lot of people who deal with certain things don't get the luxury to sit around and figure out what's a strategy to combat it. Right. Because each day we have to strategize just living. Mm -hmm. So we don't get that luxury to say, okay, let me put my black on the side. Let <laughs> me put it, you know, whatever it is on the side, and then I'm going to come back and deal with that. And then I'm going about everyday life. And then being a mule for a cause is that sometimes, flipping it, some people will take your oppression and try to monetize on it mm -hmm. and make you the jackass for the cause and turn you against your own people and you're looking for hope and a way out. They do it a lot, especially because of what we do in the community. There are some people that try to get certain blacks together and pin us against one another. Yep. And, oh, we got to get rid of this savior concept. Stop getting rid of, stop trying to think that there's going to be this one savior, there's going to be this one person. Yep. We save each other together. Mm -hmm. But they keep doing this, putting this person over here, saying, no, see, you're different from them, and this is what it's about, and putting this person over here, and they're pinning us against each other. That's how you become a mule for a cause when you lose, when you lose focus on why we're doing what we're doing. Yep. This goes back to the other statement. That's why you need a village, because you need a village to check you when they say, no, you feeling yourself a little too much. You smelling yourself a little too much. Don't forget why we doing this. It can be you today that's on top, but you best believe it's going to be somebody else on top tomorrow. And somebody will step on you and take you out to put somebody else on top because it's about puppeteering at that point. And if you are not in tune with your vision and the purpose of why you are doing what you're doing, you will become a puppet. You will become a mule. You will become a donkey. You will become a jackass for a cause and be a disgrace to yourself. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't do that. So they will play on your emotions as well. So you can be passionate about a cause. You can be empathetic about a cause and know your area of influence to give functional support. Oh man, that was everything, bro.
Tara said on the flip side, too many people think multiple causes truly don't apply to those on a cause. They only see from their lens. Then we play who has more dire calls. It's all important. Absolutely. Intersectionality is very important. Agreed. You can't continue to serve in some areas when those you are serving refuse to grow. You can't drag people to the promised land at the expense of your sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And that's definitely one thing when you get into the news and the media and all that. That's definitely what some people will have you doing, being being a mule for a cause. Um, just like like you said, just for the attention, the optics of it all. Oh, um, let me see. Phil said, I can speak for myself, but I like to support people. But I need to research first. Something I don't do. But to start, I want to be in it all the way. But I want to know if it's worth my time and passion, because those things are important to me, to all of us. But I also need to focus, thanks, Jay, on the cause because my mind wonders. But when I do get focused, I'm all on board. And I and, and I will say this, going back to what Tara said, realizing that multiple things can be true at one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Meaning just because a person who wasn't innocent, who happened to be black, was killed by a cop doesn't discredit all the ones who were innocent right. that were killed by cops. Right. Don't use that as it as it's something totally different. Case in point, you can't fight for women's rights and get mad at what women choose. Right. You can't police people's happiness. Another thing is you can't tell people not to celebrate the successes that they see in their lives. We saw it yesterday, um, Tuesday. Some people were excited about the verdict. Mm -hmm. We didn't need you, Debbie Downers, coming in telling people, well, they shouldn't have been done. Nah, nah, nah. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Let people celebrate their wins when they get their wins. You can't police people's happiness if you're talking about freedom. Yeah. We yeah. got to stop being a hypocrite on all of the things that we say that we are. And that's why you need a village. And that's why you need to be connected to people who are not just yes men to call you out when you're being fake and phony. Do you honestly believe I'm not connected to people that don't check me on a regular? Some do it in a nice way, and some people don't do it so nicely. <laughs> they, don't, they don't respect me. Celebrate those small victories. They count, too. Yeah, Magic Johnson said. And tell these hoes, these jealous girls to stop hating so hard. Oh, <laughs> Y'all got the politician cussing. He all the way in Massachusetts cussing. Y'all done got him upset. Magic Johnson said, whether it's a win by one or a win by 20, it's still a win. Yeah. So I agree. Mm -hmm. You don't have that. It goes back to my comment about authority. People, some people walk and act as if they have authority over what other people think and what they do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't have that. Your authority is over your personal space and over you. You don't have authority over anybody else. Yeah. Um, Chanel come in with I hear sleepwalking, being woke, and sleep simultaneously. <laughs> um, I want to be genuine and loyal. Word. Important example, I'm not Asian, but my nieces, nephews, and their loved ones are. 
So the Asian American out Pacific Islander hate is my cause, just like Black Lives Matters, and I want a living wage for everyone. The cause list is long. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, I can't entrust my vision to just anyone. So some of us low-key support oppression. Mm. And so the one thing about Joshua, um, Joshua, which is another person we might want to get on the show sometime in June, um, is he started out in the political arena very young when he was a student at Benedict College and he had experience. And so when we talk about ageism and things like that, we don't talk about ageism from a young perspective. Mm -hmm. We usually think about a protected class of 40 and above. Mm -hmm. But I know that we go through it a lot. And then there are people who think that I'm young. I'm a whole 41 years old. And you got some people who still think that I'm young, who really think I'm a jitterbug. And they come at you that way when it comes to experiences. And we got to stop that. And we can advocate for multiple things at the same freaking time. I'm not with the linear um, objective and cross one thing off and move to the next. No, I'm going to talk about every single last thing that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about you wrong. And I'm going to talk about your mom if she wrong, your grandma wrong. <laughs> it don't matter. If wrong is wrong. And people yeah. need to get out of that habit of saying, I ain't, a, I ain't a, against the person. I'm against what's right or wrong. And if you are a person that's doing something that's right or wrong, I'm going to say when you're wrong. And I'm going to celebrate when you're right. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do. And you get mad, but it's okay. We'll make it. We'll we'll make it. You got to hold people accountable for the actions. Oh, and this is a perfect one in one. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Marriage in the black community. Because my cousin, she got married recently, too. <laughs> Why it's not sacred anymore? Why are so many not getting married? And look at Probably here. Probably the, the internet. Come on. Go ahead, Tiki. Social media, the internet. People want to base relationship goals off of other people's relationships, not what they truly have. Me and my husband, we were dating for 10 years prior to getting married. So it wasn't that I wasn't ready. It wasn't that he wasn't ready. There were just things that we both wanted to accomplish first prior to getting married. And so now it's like we married, but we still friends. Like we mm-hmm. kick it. We hang. We still club, you know, what I'm saying? it's just whatever it, it feels like we're still dating. And so I'm not looking on the Internet trying to say, oh, I want my my marriage to be like this person, that person. What we have, we keep it in house. You know, I don't care to discuss anything I have going on any problems we have with people. I feel like people need to cherish their relationship inside of their house. Your relationship problems aren't for everybody. Because everybody isn't genuinely happy for you anyway. Some people could care less if y'all took a trip or whatever. They want to hear about what he did last week. They'd rather hear, oh, girl, he cheated on me or anything like that. So I feel like a lot of times if you keep negative out your ear, the less you tell people, the, the more they have to just guess on. But I feel like a lot of people just base a lot of stuff off what social media puts out there, how your marriage is supposed to be. And it just don't work like that. It, it just does not work like that. You it, you have to really know that person. That person really has to understand you. Y'all have to build a, a godly foundation. And everything else will just flow. It, it just flows for me. It might not be that easy for everybody else, but it works for me. And like I said, we were friends 
best friends first, way before we even got married. So, you, you know, I'm so glad that you say that because for you, um, you had to think about your influence too. Because people looked at you, they, they did look up to you and so, because so many people used to always talk about, it's funny how they talk about people that you know like you don't know them. <laughs> and so many people always talk about tequila and like when you started modeling and all of that, and then, you know, when you had your daughter, people were looking at you like, okay, what's going to be the move? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> a lot of people or some people assumed it was one way and you switched it up and you took ownership between you and my um, baby sister, Kiara, I love the way that you guys have managed your own destiny and didn't allow anybody to tell you how to do certain things. You own your sexuality. You own your uh, professionalism. You have your business. Um, and you're killing it in every area. And you play by your own rules. And you never, you never, I've never seen you out here diss anybody else and you did your thing and that's why i wanted people to see your example of womanhood because i feel like you navigated through it extremely well and with so much class and taste literally and i thank you um chanel said it's some hot girl summers that's stopping people <laughs> and joshua said facts i fall in a unique category with one cause freedom another cause oppression it can be a fundamental disagreement in experience and its meaning. Marriage is powerful when it's right. Mm -hmm. Chanel say boys out here parading as men. <laughs> Elijah up. We got an announcement. I'm married my queen ASAP. I better be there. Um, and had a great discussion with my kids today about marriage. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is dope. I'm excited. I'm going to be there. Chanel say there's a gender war. Mama agree with you, um, Tequila. And then she said, say it again, girl. And then he said, I think it's easier to find something real if you stay off of social media. Goals ain't real relationship goals. Mm -hmm. Yes, Tequila. Friends, the foundation of a relationship. Social status have drastically changed. Older generations not telling us the importance of marriage. I feel the new age, the new age ways people connect and communicate has changed how people interact and find mates pair with people pushing life goals out to later in life creates a space where less people feel the need to marry. They say one in four black women will marry in their lifetime. And even with that, um, they are still high divorce rates. Marriage is definitely a problem with us. Um, the key to marriage and our relationship is to march to your own beat. I will say this too. Um, can you elaborate? I'm not sure what you're talking about elaborate on unless you're talking to Patrice. I will say this too. We need to stop saying that because um, marriage rates are actually going up. Mm -hmm. Marriage rates are actually already have been strong. Even if we look at a simple approach, even when we look at our brothers. Mm -hmm. Cordell is the only one that's technically single that's in that whole fold. Ricky's married. Ahmed's married. Mm -hmm. Alex's married. My two little brothers are married. Mm -hmm. um, all of my friends are married. And when we talk about marriage, we're talking about multiple years of marriage. Yep. Not a one, two, six months married. We're talking about five or more years of marriage. And so this is where your network comes in. Mm -hmm. You connect with people who have financial goals that you have. 
the mental capacity that you have, the physical bodies that you have, but also have all around life goals that you have. And I do agree that marriage is something that you got to mind your own business with. Mm -hmm. I don't think that social media is a problem when it comes to marriage, like me personally, because we're a social media organization and me and my wife are all on social media. Mm -hmm. We ain't fake. We ain't phony. Our love is real. We do what we do. Even we beef on social media. We beef on social media. You don't want none, son. But (laughs) those things can be real. But it's all about you. Like people talk about their timeline. If your timeline sucks, change your timeline. Change your network. You control what you see. On my timeline, I see every last person winning. Mm -hmm. I see Rochelle winning. I see Tam winning. I see Reese winning. I see Q winning. Mm -hmm. I see Tequila winning. I see Cordell winning. I see E winning. The list goes on and on of people that are winning. But you got to change your lens. If you don't like what you see, Look another way. Yeah, You ain't got to look at that. Like one thing that you learn when you learn about yourself, I don't be anywhere I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's no such thing as obligatory presence. I will not be present and accounted for in some BS. Mm-hmm. That's not how Jay roll. And marriage is a beautiful thing if you play it, if you get married for marriage. Yeah. Now, if you get married for divorce, you're going to get divorced. But if you get married for marriage, you will be married. Yeah. If you're with somebody who understands marriage and talk about that. When you feel like days that you want to get a divorce, me and my wife have been together 13 years Word. in August. You think we ain't talked about divorce? <laughs> Do you honestly think we ain't talked about divorce? Do you honestly think people who've been married 20 years ain't talked about divorce? Yeah. Nothing is wrong with talking about these things. Tell people how you really feel. Tell them, like, today is the day you're just really getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. So come on and let me hold you a little tighter. <laughs> Don't go out in that street talking about people. And this is one thing that I always stuck with. It was a pastor who said, you can't do a single thing married. And it took me forever to understand that. You can't do a single thing married. Mm-hmm. Meaning you can't do what single people do and be married. You can't look at life from a single perspective and be married. You got to think about a witty enterprise perspective on everything that you're trying to do. As soon as you start to do a single thing married, you already got a single outcome, which will lead to divorce. Stop praising divorce. Praising black marriages. It's too many people already talk about marriage. Um, Pastor William E. Robinson Jr. is on here 12 years. Mm -hmm. I was at their wedding. It was nice, too. <laughs> Him and Patrice been married 12 years. Ricky, 11 years. Mm-hmm. We, 13 years. Come on, now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, y'all going to be 13 in December, I think, Will. Am I right? Yeah. So now we got to start praising black marriages. Stop praising black divorces. Change yeah. the lens. Change the narrative. Yeah. I, I would definitely... And I better be at this marriage with uh, Elijah and Chanel. I'm yeah. going to be there. Yeah, I need to, I need to be there, too. Be front row, maybe not front row, maybe like second row. But I, I do one of the things that I want to say too is is that I want to echo, of course, what everybody what everybody said. But I will one I kind of got a rhetorical question of where's the where's the notion that marriage isn't sacred in the black community and people not getting married anymore? Where's that coming from? What, what data we got for that? Because like like Jay said, the marriage rate's going up. I, I I'm just like 
I just like he said, I know people all around has been married for a long time. My parents have been married for almost 30 years. So the to say that it's not safe in that black community, no one's getting married or less people get married, like I need to see some hard data on that because I don't I don't know if I believe that. And the other thing is that the our, <laughs> I don't want to stutter, but I didn't want to stutter. <laughs> so me. you crank up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I will say this, you know, people talk about previous generations and marriage and how they teach and this and that. Maybe the reason that people are waiting to get married, just like Ricky said about life goals, some people are pushing their life goals out further. And so they don't really necessarily want to get married or they just want companionship. But also, just like me, there are other people who find out that these marriages that people look at with rose-colored glasses were full of things that went on that nobody talked about. So it makes them look at marriage differently. Yeah, Pop Pop and, and, and Grandma were married for 56 years. But there's some side families and a whole lot of stuff going on in there. So yeah. some people are saying, I don't necessarily want that. So some people yeah, sure. are... So some people are taking their time to figure out if that's what they really want and what works for them and to find the person that they really want to mess with. I'll be 35 years old in August. And I can't tell you how many people I have 35. I'm 30. I'll be 35 years old. I don't have any kids. I've never been married, never been engaged, anything like that. And I want to do certain things before I got to that point. And plus my parents told me, my mom basically threatened me. She said if you ever come to me and say you're ready to get married and have kids before 30, I'm going to probably choke you. So that frames my decision too. But there are people that are waiting to figure out certain things before they get married. And there are some people who don't want what the age-old notion of marriage has that has been told to them. They don't want that. So I'll just say that you know, marriage is still sacred to a lot of people. And that might be the reason why they're not getting married or they're waiting so long to get married because it is sacred to them. Because you don't play with stuff that's sacred to you. And there's, and there's quite a few people that play with marriage. And like Jay said, you, getting married for marriage is the best thing. You don't get married to play. And I definitely don't want to play with marriage either. If I'm going to get married, it's going to be the right, the right way, the right person. I'm going to be the right person. And I'm going to choose the right person. You better come over here. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you said like, I am somebody, and I'm gonna work. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sean said he's been married 22 years. Word. Yeah. I looked at this, the stats. Um. That's from 2016, though. Um. Black demographics. So that's what that is. Oh, look at us! Got all these people coming on. I don't know what they're talking about. But don't say <laughs> block. Yeah, I don't know. Well, look, guys, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you crunk up a little bit on that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to mess up, so I had to really get my ducks in a row. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm totally, we're totally going to laugh on that. So, guys, it's, it's what is called Positive Brother Shout Out. And this is an opportunity to shout out brothers who are making positive contributions um, in your network or in your community that normally don't get recognition. So, who you got? Ladies first. Oh. See, y'all, why y'all ain't 10 minutes before so I can have my list together? <laughs> so we're going to shout you guys out, you guys right here. 
all y'all. Um, my brother that joined, Oopi. Um, my brother, my dad. Uh, my dad is like, let me tell y'all, he is like the man of man, okay? Any man <laughs> that he can reach and help and mentor and everything, that is like my daddy, 100%. And he stay doing that. He still do that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and your daddy's scary. He's scared people, too. Don't say that. He is so he is a big teddy bear. <laughs> Mr. Harder used to scare people. He just that's that military in him. He just don't play. Yeah, he is nice, but he'll scare you at first. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He he played with about the children. But um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, that's what you got? Go ahead, Q. Go go ahead. <laughs> let, me, let me thank you some more. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Like like uh like Tequila said, I wanna make sure I shout out my, my brother, man. My brother Israel McCain, man. Uh he's doing a lot of big things, man. He has a home improvement thing. He, he got a lot of things going on. Um him and his wife. I wanna sh- shout him out. Um I also want to shout out my brother, man. We call him Pooh Man, but his name Harold. Um and we were talking about marriage. I wanna shout my brother out, man, because he 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 the one who got married before everybody else got married in, in the squad. And uh he set perfect examples, man. Like, bro got married, had his daughter, man, and uh, a real family man. He's not trying to be a single man. Like, I know some married people that get married and still want to hang out. Um, once you get married, it's it's a it's a different line. You have to it's a different a different rules that you have to follow. I want to shout my brother out, man. He he's always in the cut, man, and I feel like you know he don't get the uh, the praise that he know that he needs to get. And I always praise him. I tell people that all the time, man. So I definitely want to shout my brother out, man. I don't know if he's watching or not, man, but definitely though he said perfect examples for the squad. I tell him it all the time. And I want to shout you guys out too, man. Um, thank thank y'all for uh, bringing me on tonight. Um, that was that that's great. And I also want to shout myself out. Um, I want to shout my definitely shout myself out. Hey, definitely, you you gotta shout yourself out sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I don't think we give ourselves enough props sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm glad because you were trying to be modest at the beginning, Mr. 14. <laughs> saving it up for the end. <laughs> so I work hard. I work all these jobs. I got 14 LLC, <laughs> a nonprofit, and a foundation. <laughs> I'm an entertainment guy. Right. Didn't have time to give to the kids. <laughs> the seed that we do. <laughs> Who you got, bro? I uh, definitely want to shout out all the brothers in the that. Join on with us tonight. Want to shout out UQ, man. Definitely for coming off. I heard a lot about you from Jay, so I was excited to come through and meet you, man. Yeah, so I was excited to meet you, man. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. glad you came on with us. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to sh- shout out all the brothers in the comments. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out E for real for just professing that, speaking that into existence. That He's about to marry his queen, and that is dope, brother. Like, I love seeing stuff like that, bro. And so I can't wait to to be there and join in on the celebration for real. Now, the only other thing I want to say is um, I want to celebrate and shout out brothers who are making – not making, excuse me, but who are having those conversations, man. Like, (laughs) yeah, I got messed up for a second. I saw you looking at me, and I was like, I can't mess up now. He's going to laugh even harder. So, but no, I want to celebrate those who are having those conversations, man, because I am, you know, I've experienced that having simple, (laughs) 
Van, what's up, man? You see, you see, what you see, you see,
that no one else in this world care about you or love you. You just met four people that truly do. You want to get connected to these individuals, support them, let them know that you appreciate everything that you're doing and be back next week as we have another amazing episode of Love is a Parable. Hey, cousin, I'm Q, y'all stay on. But everybody else, we'll see y'all next week. And no matter what they say, we good over this way. This is positivity in